This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. What's up, everyone? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Bojo's Pizza. Thank you again to Nico Medved for coming on the podcast. If you missed that one, you're definitely going to want to go and check that out. I got to chat with him for about 45 minutes on a whole variety of different things. How the Rams are adjusting some of his favorite college basketball memories. How teams in the Mountain West are adjusting. Actually got a little scoop in there about scheduling. So definitely check that out. Thank you to him. Thank you to CSU PR for making that happen. Really just appreciative of it. I would love to have Steve Adazio on at some point. Not sure if it'll happen or not. I haven't quite fostered the relationship with them uh, that I have with the basketball stuff yet, staff yet, but we're working towards it. We're working towards it. It takes time and, you know, haven't even gotten to see those guys in like over a month because of the current situation. So that didn't help the cause either. You know, everybody's thinking about the players getting to know the coaches. We got to get to know the coaches too. Uh, obviously, it doesn't matter quite as much, but for our purposes, it does. Um, I'm really excited about the feature that I published on Michael Morris in the 2003 Purdue game. Obviously, that wild shot, actually two wild shots, hit two threes in less than a second in one of the craziest, one of the more controversial games in, in CSU basketball history. I wrote about 1,800 words on it, so really dove in deep with that. And I think you guys should check it out. It's probably um, probably my favorite feature I've, I've written this year for sure. It's been a long time since I've really written something a long form like that. But it was just really cool to catch up with him. And actually, because of that, I have a ton that I didn't include in the article and so I made it a podcast. I had, you know, I had like 45 minutes audio. I have about 15 minutes worth of interview here uh, that I didn't include in the article, but I still think you guys will find it really interesting. Michael just kind of dives into his senior season. He goes over a variety of things like playing with Jason Smith, his injuries, uh, what went wrong with some of those CSU teams throughout his career. Obviously, went to the NCAA tournament his freshman year, beat Purdue his sophomore year, didn't have a whole lot exciting happen his junior and senior year, but he did talk about uh, why the Purdue game is not actually the most exciting moment of his CSU career. It was a moment that he got to share with his brother. And so I definitely included that, and and you guys are going to want to hear it. There's some fun stuff about playing with Jason Smith. Like I said in there, they were actually roommates at one point. And so I'm just, I'm really appreciative of Michael for taking the time to have this conversation with me. I still hope you guys go check out that feature because 
that was actually the point of the interview. And I excluded all of that from the podcast intentionally. Before we jump into the interview, I got to tell you about my friends over at Bojo's Pizza. Bojo's is offering 30% off takeout when you ask for it. Just tag them, tag us with your delicious order. This is good at all six Colorado locations. We got to do what we can to help support these local businesses. If you can't do pickup, they also deliver via DoorDash. There's usually some type of dinner promotion on there, so definitely worth checking it out. If you're gluten-free, if you need a cheeseless pizza, a plant-based option, if you just want a salad, a calzone, any of that fun stuff, Bojo's has you covered. And as I said, 30% off takeout when you ask for it. So, so clutch. Shout out to our friends over at Bojo's Pizza. I imagine, is that, is that kind of the, the moment that stands out the most about your time at Colorado State? Not really. No? The fact that, no, I, it was an amazing moment. I'm not going to underplay that, but there's so many things that went into it because truthfully, I felt like I was having an awful game. My matchup across from me had like 20-something points. He was the reason they basically took the lead in the second half. He was killing it. And the shots were amazing. I, Buzz will tell you, I had no idea that shot was going to be as big as it was in the moment. I just didn't want to lose the game. But my senior year, my brother going off for nine threes in the game that I got to play in with him, start to finish where everything is going, the energy is amazing. We're playing CU at home. And my brother's going off. That was an amazing moment as well. Those, are, those two are up there with graduation for me. That's a that's a super cool story. I, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even I didn't even know that story about your brother hitting the threes against CU. Yeah, he hit nine. It was like our second game of the season. We played North Northern Colorado first, just like as a warm up. And that CU game, the energy was crazy. It was like like Wyoming. My first Wyoming game was the only game I can think of that was that loud during warm ups. And then the game got started where energy's everywhere. They're talking crazy all week. They're talking noise during the game. And my brother was just ready. <laughs> we were all amped up for the thing, but he was just on a whole different level and got started. But like he made his first four shots and they were all three balls. It was crazy. Oh man, that that's awesome. 83, I, I just pulled it up right now. 83-82 win over CU. Yeah, week two. That or game two. That's so crazy to yeah. just go off that early in the season, too. Yeah, like 35 points. It was the second game that he had nine threes, but the first time actually people actually saw him doing that on that stage. And just the fact that I could share that moment with him, and it came down to, yeah, he had nine threes, but I hit the free throws to, to seal it. Like sending that tape on to my parents was crazy. Like, yeah, we, we did something we hadn't done at home in a while. That's so that, cool, man. It definitely doesn't downplay the shot. That shot was unreal. It was something I didn't expect, didn't plan for, didn't know anything like that was going to happen in that moment. It's just the whole game was still up and down. That CU game was up the entire 40 minutes. You know, given how you guys started in that that 2005-2006 season, I mean, you won, I think, six in a row to start the year 
is it a, when you look back, is it a little bit surprising that you guys, you know, weren't able to, to put it together more at the end? Yeah, I would say that for my last three seasons. Like, we always have a exciting preseason, and then things slow down when, when everybody knows what you're going to do. Scouting reports and film circulates when the season starts, and it seemed like we played different every year. We started getting even slower. Though 506, we might be the fastest we've ever played. We're pressing full court, we're running, we're playing like, like we're in – Big 12, and then everything just slows down, and, and it kind of just took the air out of ourselves. It's kind of hard to get back going, especially when roles change, people are injured, and then just keep snowballing from there. Did you like playing faster like that? I mean, I, I don't want to speak ignorantly here, but when I think back to like yeah. when I was younger watching you play, I think of like, you know, your block shots and the explosive dunks and it seems like a. Yeah. It seems like you would fit in well in a style like that. Oh yeah, faster is what everyone wanted. We always wanted to be faster. Even my sophomore and junior year, we thought we were going to play faster. And my senior year, we actually got to do it. And I don't, not a whole lot of people know. I, I did get hurt on senior day, but my knees were already struggling to make it through half the season. We had a lot of injuries going in, and it was just trying to battle through those things. Well, that makes a lot of sense then, because I was, I was going to ask you, and I, I definitely don't mean this in, offensive, in an offensive way, but like when you look at your numbers, you know, your production dipped yeah. a little bit your senior year, but if you're, you're playing less minutes, if, you're, if your knees had given out at that point, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah and then partly switch, uh, position switch. I wasn't a point guard anymore, but also I had knee surgery before the season started. And week one, I still wasn't 100%. I was like maybe 80% at best at any point in that season it just never got better than that do you uh you know what do you do you have any regrets about your time at CSU like were those do you maybe wish you would have changed your lifestyle a little bit like was it preventable or just with the with how aggressive you played do you feel like it was probably going to happen that way with your knees anyways um physically no because it was just in working out in the summer, just trying to get better, get stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure, honestly. It was it felt like a freak accident because it didn't hinder me from doing preseason work. But when we did our physical, we found some cartilage stuff. So we just wanted to get it fixed before season, thinking we can get it done. And just the whole rehab process never went according to plan. Because we tried everything, we did everything the, the way we were supposed to, short of doing another surgery, which never was put on the table. But I wanted to get out there with my guys and play because we had a chance to do some really good stuff. And at the beginning of the season, it felt like we were going in that direction. I just couldn't get any better. Was that was that hard to, to handle? I mean, especially like... You know, I, I got to imagine you were really competitive at that time of your age, you know, at, at that time of your life to, to have to kind of battle that reality of I'm, I might not actually be able to to play at the highest level anymore. Yeah, it was definitely hard because building up to that point, the game was explosive, fast, jumping hard and high, and then having to rely on other skills and not even be able to tap into hey, you can still get up to where you used to. It it was weird that at 21 years old that I couldn't 
do things I've been doing since 16, 15 years old. And it was just battling through every day. Like, yes, you can still do other stuff, you know, because you always wanted like, you can't do your favorite, your best thing, your favorite things. You have to be able to do other things to be a basketball player. And I was like, well, I can do other things, but it just never was the same. Has that uh, has that impacted you as a coach at all? I mean, especially with you know, like emphasizing to guys to to you know be as well rounded as they can. I mean, I'm not saying you weren't a well rounded player, um, yeah. but just you know, you're if you if you lose your knees or something like that, like it's it's such a fragile balance. Like it can be taken away from you at yeah. any moment. Oh yeah, it, especially now with social media and kids being super ultra athletic it's about like what can you do as a basketball player i'm always teaching them that like well what else are you going to do all right not everybody's going to score 20 points so what else can you bring to this table that makes me not take you out of the game and it's stuff we we have to consistently be able to push on all levels not just in high school because everyone gets gets caught up in watching highlight tapes of guys shooting from the volleyball line or dunking the ball but what if you're the guy that's not getting 20 shots a game? Because that guy is already established. What if you're the guy not out on the break? Well, what else can you do? Definitely. Going into my senior year, it was just, it turned into being a defender. Like, I was uh, 200 assists shy of the school record, but now I'm not off the ball. Now I have to guard the best player on the other team. I'm not going to get the shots. And I knew that coming in, it was just going to be my role. You have to be accepting of a role if you want to play. And that's what I did. Did you accept that right away? Or, or was that kind of like something you had to, to come to? I didn't expect to not be a point guard coming back from summer break. It was my first time being able to like go home and work out. Because up to that, I just kept doing summer school, working out at school. I had to go home and focus on actually getting better skill-wise. And I came back, and like our first meeting coach was like, All right, I'm going to need you to play the small forward this year. And in our system, small forward means you're not going to put up a whole lot of numbers. You're not going to get the assists. You're not going to get a whole bunch of shots. Because we had Jason at that time, and Corey was a really good point guard. Sean could shoot it. And everyone knew you were going to focus on Jason for a good stretch and he's definitely deserving NBA player first round draft pick just my junior year we were roommates I was like dude you're gonna be special so I had to take on that role of, of being a defender me and Freddie Robinson drew that assignment every night and that was gonna be what helped us be a successful squad We have more with Michael still, but I have to talk about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. Guys, right now, supporting our partners is supporting us during these crazy times. I wish that I was down in the metro area so that I could hit up the farmhouse. If you are, they have a killer delivery radius right now. Definitely check it out. We retweeted that on Twitter from the main account. I pushed that from my account as well, so really easy to find. If you order a meal or beer from the farmhouse, use the code DNVR, you'll save $5 off your meal. Just call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. for your pickup order. They'll even bring it right to your car. If you can't hit up the farmhouse, that's okay. You can still order Breck right to your house with Drizzly, so clutch alcohol delivery service. 
Uh, the 15 can sampler is your best bet for variety. Also, they have the Breck Beer Locator, which will tell you the closest liquor store near you with Breck Brews. There are so many options to get delicious Breckenridge products. There's really no excuses, folks. There's really no excuses. Who um who's the most talented player you feel like you played with at CSU? Because you played with quite a few good guys. I mean, you guys only made one tournament, but there were, like you said, you know, those were actually some pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our most talented guy for sure was Jacob. Just his first day on campus, not a whole lot of people know this, actually. He came when we do summer school every year around June. It's like the second session where everybody has to be there as a squad. His second day on campus, he actually dunked on me. <laughs> and it finished our whole, we were doing pickup games. There's a camp going on. We've been playing for like an hour, and we're on the break. I'll never forget it because it doesn't happen very often. I'm chasing down one of our guys, Brian Lord. He went on to be a coach at New Mexico Junior College. Cause I'm thinking I'm just going to block his layup. He tosses it back, and Jason's just running the floor. I didn't think he was running. I didn't see him. As I turn around, he's already in the air, body to body, dunks it on me, and everybody's like, all right, we're done. That's it. He's oh, definitely man. the most talented athlete that I got to play with at CSU. Seven feet tall, could shoot it out to the three, run the floor, dunk the thing, could dribble it a little bit. He was amazing. But we had some guys that definitely didn't get the, the opportunities. That would have been great. Like Derek Stevens, he's an assistant for the, the Greensboro Swarm. It's a U.A. team for the Charlotte Hornets. That might be the best pick-and-roll guy I've ever seen. He played in China for like a decade, actually, after leaving. It was funny. He's getting ready to graduate. He's still working out. We're, we're hooping because basketball is like his safe haven. I, I never saw that guy just not heading to the gym. And he's like, man, I don't want to get a regular job, man. I need to go hoop somewhere. I was like, like you haven't got an a agent yet? So I called my dad, and I was like, man, man, this kid can hoop, dude. I know he, we don't have a whole lot of tape on him, but I need to get him somewhere. And he called his friend, Gerald White, out in Augusta, Georgia. He's like, yeah, I'm going to bring him down. We'll see what he got. Mike, you said he can play. I was like, all right, sure. Next thing you know, he's got a contract in, in Iceland. First game in Iceland, he's got 55 points and 14 assists. I'm like, I told you you could play. He's like, yeah, yeah, you were right. What? Yeah, that kid can. Yeah, he was amazing. He, he was a real life. If if we played like those guys play now, like how Isaiah Stevens got to get loose this year, uh-huh. and we let Derek get loose like Isaiah Stevens, he might have been first team on Mount West. That's just my opinion. Cause I felt so highly of him because I saw him kill me every day. If we had a guard, we were going up against, like, Marcus Banks my freshman year. He got to be Marcus Banks the entire week of practice, and it was it was our best preparation. But at the same time, like, if this kid is Marcus Banks, how, why don't we let Marcus Banks play for us? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, why aren't you playing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was just that kind of guy. If you just let him play, let him call screen and roll, he could have been fantastic. Thanks again to Michael for agreeing to do that interview with me. It was just a lot of fun to learn a little bit more about those teams, about that era. I mean, I remember watching these guys growing up, but 
it was just cool to to get that insight, that firsthand experience, all that direct knowledge. It was it was just really cool. You know, I honestly it was one of the more interesting interviews that I've had in a long time. I had a another one that I'm working on on the football side. Uh, really excited about. I don't want to spoil it, but give you a hint. Sonny Lubick once called him one of the finest football players that he ever coached. So really excited about that. Make sure that you check out the the feature that I wrote on the 2003 Purdue game. Uh, we're doing DNVR watches Saturday at 5. We're going to watch that 2017 Oregon State game, the first game in the on-campus stadium. Man, everybody had so much hope back then. Feels like forever ago, but I'm really excited to watch that game again. I mean, that offense had a lot of skill. They put up a lot of points. And it'll just be kind of fun to to think back to that day because I remember it pretty vividly. I remember how hot it was. God. But very much looking forward to that. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Check out all of our content on the site. Shout out to all our partners. Shout out to all our subscribers. Alrighty, word. Wash your hands. Word to your mother. Peaches out of palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.